Hey, everyone. Thank you very much. Um, when I moved to town in September of 2021, I, as anyone, you go to social media to figure out what's going on. And I saw this uh, show of people talking, having these interesting, these clips of people having these really wonderful things to say with like pizza behind them. I'm like, well, what's going on here? What's this about? And as I looked into it more, I saw, oh, they're talking to this one young man. So I went on to YouTube and I found more. I said to myself, damn, I gotta meet him. I have to meet this young man. And fortunately, just about a month ago, we had our first face-to-face -face meeting. And I knew then how special Jerome Moore, not was, but is to see what he does for this community. Jerome Moore is a creator. Jerome Moore is a producer. Jerome Moore is a conversationalist. Jerome Moore is more than an activist. He see seeks to find solutions in life and all the problems, not just here in Nashville, but I think across the country. And I know his impact will be global. So without further ado, it's an honor to introduce to you all the producer, creator, and founder of Deep Dish Conversations and brand new author, Mr. Jerome Moore. My dog, I'm gonna show you love for everybody so they know who it is. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Damn, I got a book. That's crazy. You got a book? I got a whole book by Vanderbilt University Press. You are Who now are? a part of the Dewey Decibel System. All right, dang, I can say I went to the Vanderbilt. I'm a leadist now, all right? <laughs> you can rock it. But I just want, before we get started, because I just want to thank everybody. I didn't get to shake and give everybody hugs yet, but that's coming. That's coming for sure. But just thank everybody for showing up and just being here. And I love each and every one of y'all. Whether I know you personally or just through the, the conversations we've had or just meeting you on the street or just newly meeting you. So thank you for being here. Give yourself a round of applause. Just, it's some beautiful people, beautiful faces. And I would encourage all of y'all, if y'all don't know somebody in here, and if y'all seen them and want to connect, this is the time to do it. This is why we're here. You know, Nashville Voices of Social Change. There's a lot of voices and a lot of social change in this, this room right now. And so take advantage of that. But let's get this thing cracking, man. All right, so you said it. Yeah. Social change. Yeah, let's go. That is the focus of a lot of the conversations and the work that you do. So tell me. To you, what is the essence of social change? That's, 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 that's a loaded question. I know. It sounds kind of familiar. Like mm -hmm. well, I'm usually on the other side of those. <laughs> uh, the essence of it, though, I think for me, um, I think social change can mean a lot of different things for different people. But for me, it's, it's really starts at the, the individual kind of level of what can you really do or what can you do or what do you want to do to make an impact. Um, on your community at the, at the smallest or the, or the largest scale, right? And for me, my mantra has always been change yourself, change your community, change your world. And so it just starts with those three steps for me. You, change, you work on yourself, which I'm constantly doing. And before you can start trying to help and, and build with other people and communities to create that social change, and then you, you impact your community next. And then that'll affect the world. That'll affect the whole world once you do those three steps. And so. That's, that's, that's my formula, man. It's working. Yeah. The, at the heart of these conversations you're having, mm -hmm. it's about solutions-based yeah. Yeah. 
conversations, yeah. which I find very, very interesting because a lot of times when we have discussions about mm -hmm. social change, sometimes it's a, just a rehashing of mm -hmm. the problems or a rehashing of the traumas that people have. Why are solutions your sole interest when you talk to folks? Yeah, so I've been doing this for a long time. A lot of people, y'all may be, may be new to me now from this, like this media realm, but I've been, I've been in this community economic development space since 2010. When, hey, what Terrence at? <laughs> when did we start saying COFA? 2010. 2010, that's an MTSU, Tw 2010. And so uh, I've been doing this since 2010, and I'm, what I'm, I'm 32 still right now. I'm 32 now, so that's a long time. You're a baby. That's, yeah, I'm still a baby. So I've been I've been really like trying to figure this out for a long time. And what I've noticed during that time, whether it's domestically here in the United States or abroad, like we all we all know the issues. We all know these social constructs that we are all affected by on a certain level, right? And even from the content that we, we see a lot, it's based on like rehashing those issues and those problems and those challenges and mm -hmm. continuously talking about them and talking about them and showing them. And so I, I, I'm, I'm just really tired of that, right? Honestly, I feel I just, you. I mean, like I don't really care. Like we know, we know at this point. Like it's enough data, enough stats to say these are the social constructs that are that that are affecting people's lives in, in this various ways. Like so now, like what are solutions? Who are people that are thinking solution based and creating solutional uh, projects, organizations, whatever it may be? And let's highlight and amplify that, mm -hmm. right? Ooh, Will Acuff at? I'm giving everybody shout-outs tonight. Talking about black businesses, talking about small black businesses and black, to be specific, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of people was afraid of that word black for a lot mm -hmm. of reasons. I don't know why. Uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of people afraid. You know, they like to say minorities, people of color. And yeah. Sometimes you got to get very specific. BIPOC and, and yeah, right, yeah, like, right, yeah. And, and so we just cut through all of that and get straight to the solution. That's what Will does according to the corner. Solution-based building black businesses. And we're trying to get to, what, 10,000, Will? 10,000 to 10 years right here in Nashville. How many people knew that? All right? So everybody should be raising their hand now because now you know. Right? And now you can be behind and support that. That's the voices of social change, but it's solution-based. Mm -hmm. We all know we need to support black businesses. We all need funding behind it, but Will and Corner to Corner is doing it solution-based. They right down the street. What you're saying reminds me of a Yoruba proverb that my father always said growing up. It said, to know is to be responsible. Right. Once you know something, yeah. you're responsible for knowing it. But if you don't know, right. then I can't hold it against you. But, you know, you talked about this, the drive for social change and solutions based conversations. So therefore, you've created deep disc conversations. And I don't know if you all know this. OK, so Jerome is a one person operation. A Booking, fact. research, <laughs> interviews, yeah. taping, yeah. editing, yeah. marketing and a lot more. So I want to ask you this. Yeah, that's a lot. Damn. How you get rest? How do you get rest? Man, my ancestors are carrying me. Mm. Like, as a fact, like, some people look at, especially we talking about, like, the black experience, and, and you can get distraught, but I get motivated. Mm. It case, like, man, if they was able to, to get through that phase in history in this country, you know, I, I, can, I can do more. Like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't got to go out and pick cotton for... To, you know, 18 hours a day. Yeah. You know, that's that. That's work. That's labor. I'm, you know, that's labor. You know, if I can, I can put some together some videos and interviews and talking. I take that any day. You know, but like that's what keeps me going and motivated and just. And I think it's just in me. 
You know, it just, mm-hmm. it just, it just, it just in me, and like, I, it's not like I, I grew up like wanting to do this. This is not something I thought I was going to the NBA. Everybody know who know me, especially my cousin Michael. I was dog. You got a game like that? At Harmon Park a couple years ago. Now. <laughs> Do I got a game like that? Man, somebody better give me a, uh, 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 hell yeah. You're going to have to go to the Y. Uh, who, 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 who I didn't dominate in here? Like, I, need, I need some backup because we just gonna have to for go him to, the to the even y. ask me that question, it's kind of disrespectful. I'm saying. <laughs> That's kind of disrespectful. I'm from the old school. I know y'all young kids. Y'all man, like, y'all flashy moves, but y'all can't play defense. Man, look. <laughs> For him to, what my daddy, daddy, hey, <laughs> you got game? No, I, I gotta go to parentals when your parentals know. <laughs> All right, so I, a little bit in life, you know, you you spent a lot of time overseas. Yes, yeah, a fact. Doing mm-hmm. work in the yeah. Peace Corps. Yeah. Um, what did you learn from that experience living outside yeah. of the United States of America for yeah. a while? Yeah. How did that really shape? Yeah. Your view of life. Yeah, let me talk real heavy right now. So we're talking about Peace Corps in Paraguay, Costa Rica, Puerto Jimenez, China, and two years, and then the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Just so we can be clear. You know, um, once I did Peace Corps and, and stuck my foot in those international waters, that's what, if it probably wasn't for that experience, I don't know if I'd be doing what I'm doing now. Because it just gave me a whole different lens and perspective that I can do this outside the United States, and even in maybe in places where my blackness is probably even more appreciated or valued, or I have at least a better mental health and not have to worry about my black body in the same type of way that I do here in America. And so being able to experience that and like, wow, like that, was, that, was just, that was just amazing to me. And from that, from that moment on, you know, people know like I was here and then I was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was out of here. And so, yeah, I, from from that experience, it just let me know that one, we we all going through some of the same issues, maybe on various levels, right? But we all facing it. Um, and then there's community changes everywhere, trying to impact and do something valuable and, and solution based in that community. But it just let me know this like it's 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 a big world out here, and it's a lot of things, and it, it allowed me to expand my perspective on not only myself but other people mm. and what other people knew about me or didn't know about me. Talk to me about you said it how it aided your mental health being yeah. out there. I've got siblings and yeah. family members who no longer live in the United States, yeah. and I know people who visited other places for a couple of weeks. But yeah. it's something when you live somewhere else, yeah. they say it's almost a relief because you realize some of the, let's say, the mental shackles of black identity in the United States. Yeah. Not only the ones that society throws upon you, but in many cases, the ones that we thrust yeah. upon ourselves. You were able right. to free yourself and right. then think freely and be just Jerome Moore on the planet, not Jerome Moore, African-American man. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's liberating in a lot of ways. Because when you, when you go to these other places and it's, it's kind of it's kind of like cheating a little bit. And it's like, and it's hmm. like a, yeah, it's kind of like cheating a little bit because it's, it's feel like you're running away from something else. Especially if you know you can have an impact. So like I could have easily stayed abroad and like live my best life, you know, <laughs> the best of the bestest life. I had like two cans in my backyard, coconuts falling down mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I, I gave all that up. <laughs> I gave all that up. And to be able to just know and walk down the street and, and know like I don't I don't necessarily have to worry about being harassed or getting in the car and pulled over and possibly dying. Like that black experience that we have in the United States, just knowing that. 
Like that don't have to be on my mind every day. It's not a worry. I'm not have to be in that strategic mode of living, right? Mm-hmm. Every day uh, was where that mental health part comes in where you're like, man, and you start to kind of feel like, dang, like, is this right? Yeah. <laughs> because you know, like back at home, people are, are going through it and I can be a difference. I can be doing something about that. And so should I stay and just think about myself or should I think about community and the type of impact I can have where I'm from and then make that impact have other places and globally and hopefully encourage and inspire people to have that same type of impact. Now you were born and raised. That's a fact. Here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of history being discovered about Nashville and a lot of history that's being uncovered for people who are Nashvilleians mm-hmm. who don't know about this town. What how do you see Nashville, its place, in the relation to the history of our country? Yeah, I think it's, and y'all let me know if I'm wrong or not, but like we could really be considered, if not the mecca, but one of the meccas of social change in this country, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, so the work that, that I'm doing and others are doing is like, it's always been here. Like you gotta think about even like the, the reparations movement started right here. I don't know how many people knew that, but like the reparations movement started right here in Nashville, right? And so the sit-ins in the 60s, the Freedom Riders, Jubilee Singers, like mm-hmm. with all that is like, we got more HBCUs than any country in the, in the uh, in any city in the country. And so like, all, it's always been rooted here, right? And for me, it's like, again, that's what keeps me going. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just a part of my DNA. It's in the dirt in this city to be able to create social change because people have done it since people have been here pretty much. Um, and you know, and it's rooted in, it's rooted in blackness, mm-hmm. right? It's, root, it's, it's the hard and soul, North, it's rooted in blackness. We'll keep this, this city going, it's rooted in blackness. If people want to identify that or talk about that, it's, not, it's a different story. But like, those are the things we need to call out and recognize and, and it's okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's okay. Because once we be able to recognize it and understand it and we all using the same, terminologies with the same definition, I think we can, we, can, we can move forward and move faster in an equitable way. You said blackness is the heart and soul of yeah, Nashville. So, yeah. A lot of people think that, I definitely think, I've lived in a lot of places in the country, yeah. moving here to Nashville, I recognize that Nashville is the heart of the country. Mm. How would yeah. you like to see yeah. that heart work? And more specifically, what do you want yeah. to see that heart pump through the veins yeah. of the United States? Yeah, I, I'm, like anybody that know me know I think for, for this country to move forward, for this city, to any state, we gotta figure out the original scene of just slavery, of blackness and the, and the anti-blackness that's, that's going on. Like, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta deal with that every day as a black man, as a black person, I can't escape that. And I do, I care about other issues, of course, and, and that's why I talk to other people that have those lenses and have those perspectives as a black man in this country and understanding the history and understanding the, just the anti-blackness that happens and goes on, we got to figure that out first. And I think if we figure that out, mm-hmm. like, I think the country, the city, the state it will, will be a much better place. Who figures that out first? I, who, it's a collective. I don't even think it's, it ain't even, I had, it's, it's not about doing it first, it's about doing it right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of what I put behind everything. I don't care to be the first one to do something. I want to do it right. I want to do it in a way that I'm bringing community with me too. As long as we have all the understanding of the other path, and we don't have to agree on everything, but like, like I think it's pretty evident that something we all can agree on and, and, and put a stamp on is like we have a serious anti-blackness problem in this country and in this city. And so let's let's start there. 
And that's what I'm bringing with me in any room that I'm going into. And people know that, and I ain't got to hide that. But some people, you know, we know people conform. We know people like blackness in itself is uncomfortable for some people, even mm -hmm. for some black people to be black. Mm -hmm. But like, hopefully, you know, me letting my light shine will liberate other people to let their shine in whatever which way that is. And that's, that's, that's why I do what I do, and that's why I do it in the fashion that I do it in. And in that fashion, mm -hmm. you have conversations with folks yeah. from various backgrounds. Yeah. All different places. And sometimes you don't necessarily have the same particular viewpoints on things. You have these very difficult conversations on a lot of the collective issues that we're all facing. Right. So what is it, how do you approach talking with someone about the issues, finding solutions, yet you're coming from different sides of the issue? I'm curious. I'm not judgmental. And I, and I learned a lot of that, like, especially living outside of the United States, just being curious and being a listener. Sometimes mm -hmm. we don't need to say nothing. <laughs> Sometimes we just literally just need to just listen and just be a listener, be an active listener, and just take it in. And don't worry about if we agree or not. I, I just want I just, I just to hear your perspective and get a better understanding. And that's how, that's how I go into every conversation. And I think that's like the combination of being curious but in the combination of actually doing the work, now there's a lot of people that, that, can, that, can, that can do what I do, can talk, can be on camera, but like how many of them people have done the work? Mm -hmm. I, 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 like, so that's a different approach too that I'm coming with when I'm having these conversations. I've literally done the work in Nashville and in other countries. And so when we, when just, when we, when we talk about that, like it's just, when it comes to me, I think it's just a, it's just a whole different approach. Um, and I take that into every conversation, and I think that's why I can have these difficult, tense conversations and not be adversarial. Mm. Um, and I'm not here to debate you. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to go back and forth with people. That's not what you do when you're thinking solution based, right? And it's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of uh, you know performative shit. Sorry for my language. I, I'm with my you. son is in here because he'll so, repeat me. So, so, uh, <laughs> so what's, what's your advice yeah. for this political divide that we yeah. have going on, not only in Nashville, but yeah. across the country? People seem to say, hey, if you voted for a particular person, yeah. I want nothing to do with you. Yeah. That's a pretty extreme stance yeah. for one vote. Yeah, it's pretty narrow-minded, right? I would say. Uh, that's me, though. Um, I think even putting yourself in a box of saying that you're liberal, progressive, or conservative, I think that's just really limiting um, because that can change depending on where you are in your life and in your journey. Um, you know, I just got the wisdom to know that at young 32, but yes. uh, <laughs> but like we know those things can change based on your lived experience at that particular moment <clears throat> or what it may be in 10 years, right? And so I think what the people have to understand, like all that political stuff is political stuff. Right, that's exactly what it is. If we really want to get the work done, if we really, like, we know it happened at the local level. We know it's people. It's people like Jaffe Judo, Recycle and Reinvest, mm -hmm. Brady Banks. Uh, I'm giving all the shout outs now. Uh, uh, Big Fella, that's a little shout out for Big Fella, because, you know what I'm saying? We, doing it for, we got an inside joke. We're doing it for the ancestors, Big Fella. <laughs> for the ancestors. <laughs> but yeah, who else? But it's a, it's a lot of great people in here. Deborah, um, Mama T, it's a lot of great people in here that's doing great work and it starts there. And if we can come together as collective and understand, like, it's going to take us, we don't have to agree on every issue. But if it's something that we know that, like, man, this is some BS, we need to go ahead and come together collective. But the problem is, you know what the problem is? Yeah. I'm going to step on some people's feet right now. 
the problem the problem is you have individuals in the organizing space, activism space, all these other spaces that think they're with community and they really with cliques. Mm. Expound on that. Expound on that. Yeah, that's like this is what community look like. We all I don't agree with everybody's political politics in here. Like I don't mm -hmm. like and, they, and we can but but we in community together. We can move forward on certain things. And I'm not trying to be adversarial with them on every little thing. And I'm not gonna say because you talk to the police or talk to this person, we not we can't be cool. We not seeing things out. Of eye. That's not how I approach things. Mm -hmm. Some people can be that. That's what they want to do. But I just don't think strategically that that moves things forward. And we we got history that shows that one one of our most you know a uh, 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 prolific uh, organizers. Malcolm X, he realized that during his journey. Yeah. Like, oh damn, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to have some allies that are not black in order to move this forward. I'm, I might have to talk to the police. I might have to talk to a white, like this is, like, so I, we have so much history that shows us like certain things work, certain things don't work. Even our best, our best of them had to realize that during their journey. And some people still just want to create the same bullshit. So you're, you're saying it is necessary it's necessary to evolve. Look, look, we can call out. We we know. Look, we 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 know what's going on. We understand what's going on. We understand that certain groups are targeted differently, have different experience. We can all, let's let's call it out. But that don't mean just because we recognize that that we can't build and work together. That means my issue is more important than your issue. Mm -hmm. That just means we have a clear understanding that hey, black folks are going got a, got a different experience than white folks, or Latinx folks, and vice versa. We, we, let's get that. We know that. Now, how can we build to make sure everybody can get an equal and live their best life? Mm -hmm. But the, the issue is people, again, want to be in cliques and want to be with people that agree with them on everything. And that, that shit just ain't healthy. It ain't, it ain't efficient. No. It ain't sustainability. It ain't sustainable. It's not realistic. It, it ain't realistic. But like, but so, you know, and so and sometimes I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I like, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be knowing this. I'll be, I'll be knowing this. And I just like sometimes maybe I can I can say more I can talk a little more more heavy like my cousin oh Zon they talk like man sometimes you can you know talk a little more heavy on things but I be so like like in my lane and so just doing the work and really not concerned I think people think I'm more enlightened about kind of what's going on a lot of things than I really am I really don't be hanging out with I yeah. <laughs> I really don't be kicking it like that outside like I really don't like I like I, I really just be. Like in my working. lane and working and really not caring about what other people are doing or not doing. Mm -hmm. Because that's another issue. People are too concerned about what somebody's doing that they wouldn't do, but they trying. That kind of goes back to your mantra, change yourself. Yeah, but man, hey, but people are, and I saw so if people are trying, I don't criticize. If, I, if, I, if Khalil was doing something wrong and I feel like, man, this brother could be building in a different way, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a hit you like a little set up. Hey, I love what you're doing. You're trying. But like, would you think this strategy will work or not or do it in a different way? I'm not going I'm not going to write a, a manifesto on you saying Khalil's politics and the way he's moving is not helping the community. But I'm not like you're trying. You're doing something. Yeah. And just imagine if I wasn't doing nothing and saying that about you. Mm -hmm. And we got a lot of that right in the mm -hmm. community. Just not here national, but just globally. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I just think solution based. If you're trying to be be gossipy and catty and going back and forth and talking about what people are not doing, what you would do differently. If you was in the game, you would dunk the basketball, all of that. I don't I ain't really I ain't really trying to I ain't I ain't doing too much of that. Anybody that know me, this, I ain't just making it. This, I don't do that. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I ain't doing too much of that. And that's why I don't deep these conversations. 
you hear any gossip on there? Are we talking about anybody in particular that ain't doing something? You talking about the issues and the solutions? You know how many times people that hit me up and say, "Hey, I would love to come in here and talk about this person, what they're not doing." Hold on, let me stop you though. Yeah. yeah, this ain't this platform. You might can do that somewhere over somewhere else, but this ain't. Nah, that's not what I'm about to do. That and. and and so you gotta, but you gotta know yourself and know what, know your own morality and know what you, what you about and what you trying to do. We just trying to get clicks and headlines. Maybe that's for you. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's for you. I'm, I'm trying to build. Well, that kind of goes into this, this next question about corporatized mm. celebrity activism. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be the way. Malcolm X yeah. warned us. Yeah. Decades ago. Yeah. Be mindful of celebrities being the leader of activist mm. causes. They have a lot of interests. Mm. They have a lot to lose. Therefore, they have a lot to try to maintain and keep, and they'll say what they have to say. Yeah. We live in a world now, particularly with social media, we got a lot of people, particularly at, at, at the pandemic, a whole lot of activists social popped me- up. So- social media, social media yeah. activists popped up in collaboration with corporate interests yeah. who are now being activists. Mm-hmm. You know, you turn on the television, a whole bunch of corporations are all about this movement and whatnot and telling everybody that their lives matter and that they're important and that they're royalty as long as they keep buying from them. Yeah. What do you think about all that? Yeah, we all know that's some bullshit too. We all, we all, <laughs> we, like, and that's the thing, like, it's gonna always do some goofy shit. Like it's just goofy. And you just got to be able to just know the goofiness from the ungoofiness. <laughs> right, and that's just be like, this is some real just goofy, just real just goofy stuff out here with people doing with community. And again, like, if you're trying to get clicks, if you're trying to be lit, if you're trying to be a celebrity, and you, you know, that's what you're trying to do, I guess. That's cool. But the real is always going to separate themselves from the fake. So it seems interesting to me because some of the folks out there in the global internet, yeah. social activist, uh, social media sc- scheme, you know, they come under the guise of, hey, I'm, I'm trying to inform everybody. But it yeah. just, to me, it seems mean-spirited. And maybe it's just because of my nature of being a former educator. Yeah. You can't teach anybody anything if you have uh, malicious intent behind it because yeah. that energy is picked up and they're not really going to listen to you. I'm saying, but are you touching the community? Are you going where the people at? And then are you making it about yourself? Hmm. Or are you making it about community? It's gonna say deep just conversations, voices of Jerome Moore. Yeah. It ain't even about me. <laughs> I got a few little bits in there and it's about it. It's like cause like I know I can do the work. I've done it. If people wanna go look at my C V resume, it's undeniable, it's undisputable. It's it's a, it's, it's top notch, top tier. Right, my, my, I'm at the point I want to amplify other people, and I want to highlight what other people got going on because I know after doing the work, it ain't a lot of people that's amplifying this work. That's why we got a whole bunch of goofy stuff on the internet mm-hmm. because it's not no. I'm filling a void, right? To get rid of the goofy stuff and put the solution-based, real deal stuff that's people that's doing the work. That's why you like I ain't interested in following a uh, or. Like talking to no celebrity that think that I ain't that ain't that ain't my lane. That ain't for me. That ain't that ain't for me. I I rather talk to the people that's grassroots doing the work. People that I've even you've seen them do the work or work with before and do that all across the country, do that across the world. Cause I've done it and I've seen it and I've witnessed it. But I don't. That's the media that they ain't carrying that. They want to do the goofy celebrity people who got a thousand, hundred thousand. Oh, you know we all. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm we with you. Yeah. Have has anyone ever come up to you and said? 
Jerome, I love what you're doing. I want to be active. I want to make that change in yeah. my community, but yeah. I don't know how. I don't know where to start. Yeah. What's your advice to someone? Yeah, Google. Like, <laughs> now, the first advice what now is get, get my book. That's the first advice now. Man. Google the book. Not, not Google the book. But no, I think like I think start like figuring out. It's a lot of things you can get involved in, and this is the issue with like the goofy internet stuff, right? I'm gonna use you again, Jaffe, because you're my dog. Me and Jaffe go back. He 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 didn't make the book unfortunately this time, but. Go look at his. Go look at our interview and just he just doing amazing things. I saw it. That was one of the yeah, ones yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Joffy, oh word, Jaffe hard, Jaffe hard. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Jaffe for for an example. Jaffe is down the street, right? That's I'm gonna just use Jaffe is down the street, right? The problem is a lot of times we're looking for some celebrity, sensational person to validate what we should and shouldn't do. When you have somebody like Jaffe that's right down the work, right down the street that's doing the work. Who you really need to be partnering with and putting pouring into money, time, whatever you got, mm -hmm. right? And the problem is because Jaffe don't have two hundred thousand followers and a blue check and getting all this, all you know, what I'm saying? like people. It's, I guess he ain't he ain't credible. He ain't really doing the work, right? And that's the issue, right? And so what I'm telling people like go find those Jaffe's of the world that are doing this work that's live right literally right down the street from you that you didn't probably pass. You ain't paid no attention to. But making a huge impact, and that's where you need to start. And then if you want to do something else, or you want to find a different lane, maybe conservation and sustainability is not your lane. Maybe it's some. Maybe it's language justice. Maybe it's uh, affordable housing or transit. Whatever. But it's but it's people in this city and across the world that are doing this work on a grassroots level. They might not have world class websites. <laughs> they might not have world. You know, but, yeah. but but them are the people that's doing the work. Mm -hmm. Like really, and they ain't, they ain't got making a lot of money, but them the ones if you want to commercialize it, pour it into them. Mm -hmm. If you got the money, that's what I, I would do. I always suggest people do what they're good at. Yeah. Because then you don't have to learn anything new. Right. But you you know over time your self interest can change. You yeah. know you might want to work on a, a housing you know in your thirties, but when you're in your forties maybe some change. Maybe you want to work on prison reform. Maybe your cousin just got locked up and. Now you got a different lens on that. So, but it's every, but, but, I mean, that's, and that's okay. But it's people that's doing this work on a real community level, which I think is the most impactful level that really get things done. And like, I, that's what people need to start. So what are your plans for the future? Where do you want to take deep yeah. dish conversations? Man, I'm trying to be a celebrity. I'm trying to get, be like the people <laughs> I'm just talking about. Give me a hundred million. <laughs> yeah, my daddy said, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. But now, <laughs> what happened to Jerome? He was talking about recycling vests. Now I'm in, I'm in Aruba. Shit, <laughs> Aruba. I'm back in Costa Rica with my coconuts. You can come holler at me there, Jaffa. We got, we can do some work now. But now, um, like, so the the next, the next, literally the next step for DJ's conversation is making it a um, a digital publication for Middle Tennessee. And so that way, I, so I'm thinking about sustainability, right? I can't continue to be this powerhouse media person by myself, right? I can't keep doing it. I, I, there's only so many people I can interview, and I'm tired right now. I'm, I'm really tired. And so so thinking about sustainability and thinking about Middle Tennessee and just thinking about where I'm from and like what the legacies I want to leave so it can continue to, to fill this void. Let's create a digital publication, right? But this focused specifically on solution-based projects and discussions. Still had a video and podcast moment, but we got a lot of journalism out here that, that needs to be focused specifically on solution-based issues, right? 
All those things. It don't need to be filled with ads. It don't need to be filled with a whole bunch of just headline stuff. Nah, we're going to get into the to the root of the issues. We got the scene. We got the National Post. We got all that. That's cute. That's good. That's, that's a lot of, that's like, that's, that's great. But like now, like it's time for deepest conversations to fill that void that we really need. That's really community centered, and it's really from a person that has done the work, and not just somebody that's talking about it and has some just elaborate imagination, right? And that's connected, and that's I feel that's a, a respectable and reputable you know messenger when it comes to this work. And I don't get all the answers, mm-hmm. you know. I got blind spots, but that's why I got to bring community with me everywhere I go, and that's that's the next step for that. And so y'all be on the lookout for that digital publication. That we got writers, we got other people that want to do podcasts and interviews. Like, this is an opportunity for you to be able to do that and get that experience. And we're going to pay you, you know. And you're going <laughs> to pay him. We ain't going to pay. And shout, but with my, with my first real deal intern, Caden, he held it now. He didn't get paid, but uh, he, was, <laughs> he was an intern. He got pizza, though, but he didn't get paid. But, like, hey. but we're going to need some interns, too. But, um, but, but yeah, so that's, like, that's the next sales for deep just conversations. And, um, and just continue just to, just to hopefully just people can continue to just think Work locally and work and think globally, really. Work locally and think globally. You just answered my next question. I was going to ask yeah, you what, what everybody in this audience can do to go out there and to create yeah. solutions and change. Yeah. But think, you just think work locally, think globally <laughs> is the, the thing that y'all should do. Um, and then you should buy my book first and then you should do that. Uh, but no, but like, and this, this. Buy two copies of the book. Yeah, Read yeah. one for yourself and give it to somebody yeah, you think for, needs Give one. somebody, yeah. For Christmas is coming up and the, the one after that. Birthdays, all of that good stuff. But no, but it just, it should like the, like, and connect with these people that's in the book. And anybody that's been on the pod, these are real deal people that you can call or text or email. Like they right here in Middle Tennessee. These ain't some people that just you don't really have close proximity. Maybe some of the judges I ain't gonna call them names. You know, judges are big deals. So, you know, but you know, Khadija, but um, <laughs> but not, but uh, but not. But these are real deal people that y'all can meet and y'all can really connect with. And that's the whole point. If I ain't like this, ain't about me. Like this, this portion right now is. But like the whole thing, it's about community. It's about the voices of social change in Nashville and what's happening here in Nashville is happening everywhere else. And so, but I see us as the really the mecca when it comes to social change. So we should we should amplify that as much as possible. And I just want to be a part of it. How's it feel to be an author? Man, I, it ain't hit me yet. I need to look at them book sales and then I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you, if you, if it's, It'll hit you when they try on, to ban hold it. On, hold on, where's, where's, where's Zach at? Shout out to Zach. Zach was my acquisition editor. Zach, we sat for two hours, I think at the Red Bicycle, for two hours. And he hit me up and said, man, this could be a book. And we like he convinced me. And mm. I, didn't, I wouldn't think of like... I wasn't thinking about writing no. This was in 2021, right, Zach? Yeah, that's how long like. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's like I wasn't thinking about writing no book. I was just doing the work. Yeah. I just that's all I'm really focused on is is doing doing the work and trying to make an impact and bring community with me, learn and grow, and eat some pizza, man. Okay, so what's up with the pizza? What's up? What? It's, it's, no, I, no, look, I mean, I see right, it over right, there. Slim and Huskies is, but is, is over there. Slim and Huskies over we there. Got, we had a little, little hiccup. Yeah. But what, what's up with the pizza? Like, you love it. You love pizza, pizza that much. I'm a pizza connoisseur, man. Is you, it only saying in my bio somewhere? Yeah. So what kind of, I mean, are you down for anchovies? <laughs> I'm from the East Coast. Anchovies on pizza is like do no 100%. Anch- I don't, look, I don't do no anchovies, but let's get this, this clear right now. Like I don't fruit do not belong on pizza. No, thank you. I agree. And so if you forget that pineapple. If you a pineapple on nah. 
You nah. might not even be a human being if you really. Nah, you pineapple. Like I'm not pizza. down for pineapple. So, yeah. And you know, you like you like fruit on pizza. Don't put no uh, barbecue uh, sauce on pizza. Uh, uh, Rafia, you like fruit on? Ah, uh, I knew you was different. Pizza uh, does uh, not need barbecue uh, sauce. Or anything like no, that. No, no. Oh, I dip mine in ranch for sure. Ranch. Okay, I, yeah, I'm down for that. But fruit, just if you don't nah. even talk to me, if you like. Yeah. I will say though, when I when I lived in New Mexico, Daddy. one of my best oh, friends. Oh, I was sorry, you gonna flick me off? Okay. Right. One, one of my good homies in Security. New Mexico. Uh, we need he to... has a real like high class pizza spot, okay. and they had like you know when you go to the when you go to the bar and they got those really nice cherries for old fashions. They had cherries like that on a pizza. Oh. With, with like with like prosciutto and arugula, it was the bomb. I gotta say. Man, look, it hey, 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 Zara, wait, what? Papa John's got the seven ninety nine carry out. Yeah, because this pizza hey, costs like twenty seven dollars. One one time it was seven ninety nine. That's all I need. Y'all in fans and stuff. Papa John's seven ninety nine. I'm every day. <laughs> okay, so you can't beat it. This is, this is like they telling you basically just come get the pizza. All right, I gotta it's ask crazy. you this. I gotta ask it's you this, ridiculous. man. You just did something on Wednesday night with oh, the yeah. Equity Alliance, oh, yeah, that's a fact. where you moderated oh, yeah. the mayoral forum. Yeah, we got a disruptor from that forum. We got, too. we got a, we got a, we have an election coming up. We got an election coming up. Uh huh. For the mayor. Yeah. And there'll be more elections, and a lot of people yeah, too are many. looking for young, brilliant, yeah, talented Nashvilleians. Yeah. To what run for office. Uh -huh. Uh, well, let me go ahead and clear the L right yes, now. Yes, yes. Yeah. I have no, <laughs> no ambition, no politics. I don't, I, I don't, that's not the lane that I'm trying to get into right now. And so you expecting me to, to do that, that I don't think I would, yeah, nah. Because you want me, want me to give you a prime example on why? Yeah, tell right? me. Okay, tell check, check this out, check this out. The Tennessee Three, right? Now, if they would have expelled me, from the Senate, if I would, first I would have put out a PSA to say, if y'all plan on expelling me, just know that it's gonna probably be like a hundred black men out front. We're gonna tear some shit up. Like the FOI. Like that would have been real deal. That would have been real, that would have been at any moment. Like any moment. I got it like that, Khalid. You don't know my past oh, life. Okay, word. <laughs> now, hey. but like, but like, because that's the, because like, because I'm not about to play them games. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing them, I'm not playing them games, those political games. That's not kind of what, that's not, that's not how I'm, that's not how I'm uh, built or structured. Mm -hmm. And this for some people. Some people like to do the political stuff and they like to do the performative and yes and no and debate and go back and forth. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? We need people to, to have voices and, and do that. You like, about getting the work done. But yeah, but like, yeah, and yeah, that's just not for me. Okay. Uh, that's not that's that's not for me and you know yeah so that's yeah they they can keep it they can have it unless you know yeah it'll 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 take some some amazing in my life I had to happen for for that to even be a consideration I think my lane and my purpose and why I'm here on this universe is to do exactly what I'm doing and just get better and stronger and always be with these people that's here today and other people and build that way um, because we're stronger than the politicians like I think we just gotta realize that like. We can we can set shit off at any moment. We gotta really use our power that way because we talk about community power a lot of times. But mm -hmm. I don't think we really use our power, or even maybe afraid of the power that we have, right? Mm. And yeah, yeah, mm. for for real. I hear and that. So that's something I had to to deal with internally myself. Like, what's my own power? When people when people come up to me about this political stuff, I, they they doing it out of a sense of like they feel like I have this power. 
Well, I even might be a threat to somebody else's power. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I got to wrestle with and think about. But I mean, then I just got to come into my own and be like, well, I know I'll talk heavy, I'll walk heavy, and I'm about all of that on any type of level. And I can do it as my true, authentic self. And as long as I can do that, I can be in any space. But as soon as you get into these spaces where they want you to conform and you got to wear your socks this way and mm-hmm. you got to dress, you know, those type of like that ain't for me because I'm not mm-hmm. doing it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's 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 my answer to that. And good luck to uh, all the mayoral candidates and in, in figuring that out. And um, watch deep these conversations if you want to get the real deal them and <laughs> figure out uh, who you should be working for, or who you shouldn't be voting for when mm-hmm. it comes to the mayoral candidates. I got one last question for you. Yeah, will you sign my book? Nah, man, you have to pay me, man. Nah, <laughs> I'm gonna get real Hollywood after this, y'all. No more changing. <laughs> Everything, especially I got man, you know, you know, you know, family, man. I, I'm gonna just call out family right now, you know, what I'm saying? okay, so we can set this straight. You know, people didn't expect like to sell out a book event, right? So I got cousins and stuff, man. I didn't forget to register. I'm talking about my cousin Roderick, uh, you know, you know, it'd be your old people every time, man. And I just I gotta put my foot down, man, and just let them let them know, like, I might be your little cousin, but I'm. I'm really big dog around here now. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you ain't got no book, really, you probably should you should need to call mm-hmm. me Mr. Moore at this point. You know what I'm <laughs> Mr. <saying>? Moore. <laughs> I'm Mr. Moore at this point. Like for everybody, even adults is older than me. If you ain't got a book, I'm Mr. Moore. Change yourself. I'm cha- I'm hey man. Look, change the I'm, community. I'm, hey, and Mr. Change Moore. the world. Hey, yep. And Mr. Mr. Moore. Mr. Moore. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I give you Mr. Jerome Moore. Appreciate y'all. We gotta do some Q and A. I think we're gonna we gotta open up the Q&A. floor to Q and A. If anyone has questions, we got a microphone that's being passed around. If you have a question, raise your hand, and the microphone will come to you, and your question will be answered. Hey, Judge. You don't. You do not want to appear if you in her court. That's criminal court. So you didn't. You didn't really messed up. What was your favorite? My favorite. And my favorite interview, it was yours, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely yours. Definitely. Next question. <laughs> Quick. Quick. Case dismissed. Hey, man. Literally, case dismissed. <laughs> Out of here. Hey, Jerome. Hey. Love to see a school board member. Are you sure that was your favorite interview? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you you in the book, so you know, I, I you know, that's a little up one, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Accountability is the word, um, especially with those that may be elected or sit on um, boards or whatnot. Um, the accountability is whatever community wants it to be. To be honest with you, if we don't hold these people that's making these decisions that we don't want them to make accountable, like we just taking away our own power. At the end of the day, so if we don't hold them accountable for decisions that they're making or not making, and we just staying quiet about it, and we ain't really kicking up some shit. Ain't nothing gonna change. Like I don't like like there's literally like just so much history and, and information that proves this. Like if we was all of us collectively, almost a hundred and some of us right here now, was to go down to somebody's house and say, hey, some shit gotta change. Shit'll change real quick. <laughs> like for that's how that works. 
right? That's how that works. But we all got to be on the same page and the same code when it comes to this. And I think a lot of times that's why I always ask the question, like, what does equity mean to you or what does justice mean to you? Because a lot of times you get these collective people that are screaming out these same buzzwords, but they have different meanings when it comes to certain people. And we got to get the terminology meaning the same in order to really start doing the work together. But that's my perspective. Ah, mm -hmm. oh, man. Nope. Uh, next person. <laughs> Oh, damn. I want to add that tomato is Security. I, I gave y'all his picture when, when I came in. But now, I would like to know who would be your top three on people that motivate you to be the social change person that you are? Yeah. Three is difficult, but I'm going to give you one for sure. And they here right now. My daddy. Like, it's just like... Like, like for, for real, and my daddy don't know I, my, I was going to do this. And my daddy, anybody know my daddy? My daddy will snap in a minute, too. You know, he, some, he off a little bit. But nah, but like, but, but I think as just, like, having a black son now, and then understanding, like, my daddy had to re raise three black sons in this country, and as a black man now, it just hit different for me, especially now, understanding all the barriers, systemic, all of these things he had to face just in order to be able to raise me the way I am to right now, right? And so, like, when people have these, like, idols and things, sometimes they athletes and stuff like that, like, it's always been my daddy for me. Um, to, like, it just really respecting and putting respect on our last name more, you know? Um, and so, like, it's just the top tier. It can't really get no higher than that for me uh, when it comes to people that I look up to and respect. Um, and just understand the importance of, like, a father and what that means in, like, a kid's life. And that's why he really put a lot of pressure on me for my son. I'm like, damn, I gotta live up to my daddy, you know? Like, cause you will, yeah. But like, but that's like, but that's good pressure. But it's like, man, cause you, you, you thinking about all the things that he that he done that had to do in order to to get you prepared for this world, you know? And 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 he still be trying to prepare me now. But you know, I, I think I know a little bit more. I didn't. I got a book, you know. So, but it's, but it's <laughs> just like he said. With the ancestors, yeah, yeah, the with things the ancestors, that they, yeah, for real. the things that they overcame, your yeah, father did, yeah, and you do. It's in yeah. your genetics. And I think everything starts at home. And so I think for me to be able to look right inside the home and say that's the person for me that like the most that from especially from a black man perspective, like that means he did an excellent, great job, and instill like really self confidence and just my manhood and my blackness and what being a man is for me. And so, Daddy, I appreciate y'all. Thank you. That's right. Give it up. Give it up for Jerome's daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, mama, don't take that as no slight. I love you too, mama. Let me, let me, yeah, oh, then she got the next question. Oh, <laughs> I had my hand up before you made that comment. Yeah. Dr. Brene Court, and I, um, Jerome, I know you're about the community, mm -hmm. and my question is, as being a employee of the school district, Christiansburg, the director, I am the director of nutrition services, and so my question is, how do you think you, what you do can impact our school system, because as we think about communities, yeah. we have schools in the community, and that's where we really need to start and have some collaborative work. Yeah. So how can you partner with our school district? Yeah, I'm I, be honest with you, Mama. Uh, <laughs> oh man, this is this is gonna be weird. Um, so as you know, you got a black grandson, right? We know that our metro public schools are not like ideal for black boys. Right? That's just systemically, historically, it's just been neglected. 
right? So why would I, like, and this goes back to the, the conversation me and Christian Bugs had, and she had me looking at this a little differently um, at that conversation, but it's like, what do, what can we do as community to make MNPS change that to where it won't be set up for a school to prison pipeline, but actually set up for success? Stop participating in it. If a thousand black boys withdraw from school, I bet some shit will change. Right, so that like that that's a solution. It might not be the most comfortable for solution for every family. It's a sacrifice, but what else are we gonna have to do and take when it comes to these decisions and making this social change? And I think like we have to understand like this shit ain't gonna be comfortable. It ain't gonna be sweet to really make these changes. But if we really want to make them, we gotta stop participating in the system that perpetuates the harm that we're going through. Yep. And so, Mama, I wouldn't send my son to. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would until some shit changed, yeah, but yeah, but that's but that's like that's just a real solution based thing, and you know I, I, I come from public schools, you know what I'm saying here in Nashville, Tennessee, and so it's like, like I could easily been somewhere else or doing something else, but like I know at the same time that it might not have been set up for me to succeed um, in a lot of situations, and so you know we got to do something about that. You you got a part who Joffy Joffy my dog. Oh man. What's up, Allah? Man, all is well, man. Good to see you up there, bro. Oh man, it's good to see you. It's good. Come on up here with me. Come on, hey. man. Come on, you're welcome. No, no, no. Dave, I'll talk to you. Much love. Much love. Uh, but you were speaking a little bit about clicks and community, right? Yeah, that's a that's a t shirt too. I need to, somebody need to put that on t shirt. How do we make uh, social change sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about clicks and yeah. we talk about communities. So how yeah. do we make social change yeah. sustainable when to, um, uh, social change sustainable by eradicating those clicks, you know, right. silos yeah. and really building community right. and sharing uh, opportunities and as well as sharing information right. and access yeah. to different um, spaces. Yeah, building with like-minded people that care about community. Like the clicks are always be clicks. If that's their mindset, they're gonna always wanna do what they do, right? But if we got like-minded people that really care about community, and really understand we try to build something together, like that's who you work with. You can't be working, you can't be you can't you can't worry about what people ain't doing. You know, you gotta be worried about Joffrey trying to build, I'm trying to build, let's let's get together. Oh, we know Big Fella trying to build, let's get the Khalil trying to build, we let's 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 do LT trying to build, let's let's build. And that's and then the clicks will realize like, ah oh, shit, like, man, we we might need to figure something else. You know, I think that's how we make it sustainable. As long as we keep doing what we're doing, it's gonna be it's gonna sustain. Cause I don't think you ever get away from that. That really, I think, is a minority. They just loud, right? It's just a loud minority of just goofy shit, right? And so I just think, I just think we just gotta keep doing what you're doing and keep doing what you're doing. And long as me and you building, that's sustainable, cause we're gonna pass that on, and that's gonna be grounded in the next generation and saying, oh, this is how they did it, and then it'll show success. You know what I'm saying? It'll, 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 it'll be successful. You'll, you'll, you'll get rid of food insecurities. You get rid of food deserts. You have, uh, I'm, I'm naming everything he does. Uh, you, yeah, you have, you have uh, community gardens. You have all those things, right? And so, man, I, man, I love you, man, and I just appreciate everything you do, man. Black man to black man, that's a fact. So everybody just tap in with Jaffe if, if you ain't already tapped into him. I'm talking about a person that, like, like, if I had to rank, like, just he's at the top for me, personally. We go back to, like, 2016, 2017, something like that. And you might have just been, you know what I'm saying, just came back home. Like, I ain't gonna get all your business like that, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but. All right, we're gonna do one or two more questions, is that okay? Yeah, I, got, I, I ain't in no rush. <laughs>
Hey, Liz, what's going on? <laughs> so, you know, I work in the nonprofit and early literacy space here in Nashville. We are home to 30, what, how many nonprofits? 3,000 plus now? How are we going to create this social change that we're talking about through these nonprofits when we know that they are deeply systemically flawed here yep. in Nashville mm -hmm. um, and that they're not safe places for people of color? So, how do we continue to do that disruption of the social change yeah. when that is such a big pocket of what we do here? Yeah. Um well, uh, well, Mama Donna, is she still here? Entrepreneur Center, I, I chamber, everything, right? So you have to find some white allies. That's just what, like, when it comes, like, in this, yeah, well, like, I just gave you one, right? I just, I just gave you a oop right there. Um, because, like, that's just, this, this is Nashville. This is a majority white city. It just, it's, it's just, something, it's the system. It's hard to beat the system. The system, damn, they're undefeated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a weird, but we got, but the thing is, is like you, you, like you, we, we got to just stay positive. Like, I think we talked about, like, we, I just, I'm just an optimistic, positive that I really don't care about the negative stuff. I really, like, that's just going to be there. And, if, and we got to do it in spite of, and that's our history specifically as black people, in spite of, right? And so I think that's, that's how I take every approach of, we know like the system, but long as we can end up by, long as we know it's a system and it's not like an individual person, because sometimes that can also be, confusing like oh just because he or she are maybe white or not a person of color like they not automatically a, like the opposition you know what i'm saying it's like a system we know there's black people that's a part of systems that's a perpetuate harm against black people they can get the same work they can get the same they need to be called out on that too and so that's just my that's just my thought on it we gotta you gotta build the allies is this in these systems that's gonna they understand like yeah these things are not equitable but i got you though and be able to use that to build and then connect with other people. Um, and that's what I've been able to do. Like, and, like, and, and Mama D was one of them people that at 21, 22, I'm at the chamber looking real fresh and new, like what's going on? And she, she was able to help and guide me to, to some other things. I will add this, yeah. living in Los Angeles, California for a while and Albuquerque, New Mexico, the nonprofit system out there are equally fucked up. <laughs> and I believe that we have come to rely upon nonprofits yes. as some yes. sort of savior, but at the end of the day, it's a non-for-profit business. That word at the end yeah. still comes in. And so it's time to kind of use these systems for what we can use them for, but evolve and create new systems, create new avenues of individual community networks right. that extend and exist outside of those right. to fill the holes and the gaps and the problems right. that we have. Yeah, and that's a, that, that, that's a national phenomenon, I think. Well, global, you look at how yeah. fucked up the Red Cross is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he got me loose up here, I love this. <laughs> I can't say this on the shelf. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Deep dish conversations. And Jerome will stay seated and you can just hand him and he'll have a little sticky note with your name. Do not attempt to step on the stage, everybody. You'll sign mine first. Cue up here. I got a pen. You got a pen? You got one of them Sharpies? You got one of them author Sharpies? I got something. Oh, my dog T. What's going on, man? What's up, brother? Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. I'm just happy to be here with you and celebrate this with you, man. I'm proud of you. I love you, and it's good to see you in this space at this moment. I look good, don't I? Yeah, I'm flying. <laughs> I'm just different up here when you name it. Nah. So uh, my question, speaking on systematic, uh, you were just talking about uh, how things are systematic. It's not necessarily uh, black and white on an individual level. It's the system. So I was 
So with it being election season right now, or mm -hmm. coming up, how important do you think it is for black people to create a system of group voting, meaning creating a platform yeah. that black people say, this is what, instead of, you know, right now we individualize our vote. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You got Democrat, Republican, most black people are all Democrat, but there's no platform to say, doesn't matter if we're Democrat, Republican, this is what we want as a group of people, and this is what's gonna help us systematically. How important do you think that is? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give a couple of shout outs right there because there's some people uh, that, that I, as far as mayoral candidates, I know, I think Stephanie Johnson is here. It's uh, way behind. I'm trying, I'm trying to give you a oop too. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, she actually has a, um, a black agenda on her website, right? And so, like, if, if the, yeah, so, <laughs> so, so she has a black agenda on her website. Um, you have organizations like uh, Gideon's Army or Black National Assembly that have political, uh, black political power moving organizations that focus specifically on black politics, right? But like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta understand um, like voting, right? Voting is about resources, right? And if you go back to when we was able to allow and permitted to vote, like m much hasn't changed for the black group collectively. We talking about housing, talking about more incarceration, education has went up. But we ain't really made no more money. Uh, you know, we don't own no more land. So, like, that's what I like to focus on when you're talking about voting, talking about social and economic tangibles, right? And um, and what could what could be done exclusively for black people, like reparations, right? And that's something we are, like. Every candidate should be speaking on something like that, in my opinion. You know, uh, because because if we can exclusively harm, be harmed in a particular way, we need to exclusively be remedied. In, a, in an exclusive way. That's me though, that's my perspective. Yeah, and so, um, like we, yeah, we just had, we had to figure out a code and stick to it and identify organizations that are building black political plans. And, and, and but it's, it's tough, man, because it takes money too. You know, so it's like, do you build the economics first and then pour the economics to the politics? Because we know that's what it's about. Usually who wins these elections a lot of times is who got the most money. And so we gotta look at it from all these strategic ways and figure out like which one is really the best approach. And a lot of times in these things, we know it's always the minority to start off doing these things and then the, the majority kind of hop on. But you know, it's, there's some organizations out here that have started that talking, but a lot of them you know, don't really have that, that, that economic power to create that political power and influence. And that's what it comes down to. Uh, you know, that's just from, from my experience and understanding politics and understanding like kind of economics. Ladies oh, did I answer your question, T? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Jerome Moore, everyone. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. We appreciate, appreciate no, you. Appreciate you. My man. I got this is Nashville. Plus deep dish. This is uh, this is this is amazing, man. <laughs>